Alright, so we back with another episode of the Malone and Martin Show. Turn up! Hey, hey, we got a lot to talk about. And I like that we only do, like, cause I, I want to let y'all know that, unless y'all, in case y'all want to schedule, we, we're a weekly show. We try to do it on Tuesdays. If we don't do it Tuesday night, then we'll have to do it Wednesday. We both got full-time jobs and families and things like that. Yeah, so, we got to provide. We got to provide, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, soon enough, this pay off. But till then, you know, we still got things to do. But with that being said, I'm glad we kind of do weekly because there's so much to talk about. Literally, a whole week has passed, and we got a whole list full of things we got to touch on. I want to start off, though, by giving a um, giving a, um, a solemn um, condolences to the family and the uh, people who knew, were around, were touched by uh, Demetrius Walker. He recently passed. We all knew about his fight with cancer. Um, I personally didn't know the uh, extent, like, like the... Um, intensity or how how bad it was i had no clue that he was facing like um you know like literally death and i feel bad for his entire family i literally you know went to school with him i talked to him it was plenty of moments where he saw me in the weight room and said he looked up to me and wanted to you know like you know we kind of joked around but you know and i don't know him that well i mean i'm not gonna pretend i did but we you know anytime you touch paths with somebody you ought to at least shoot him a r.i.p and at least, you know, let them know, like, hey, you know, rest up if 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 they do end up passing. So I just wanted that to be known. Yeah, Michi was a good dude. He, uh, like Nate said, we went to school with him. He was a good dude. Good classmate, solid kid. Great athlete. Great athlete. Great in school. Had good grades. And he always had, like, this infectionist smile. Mm-hmm. And infection is laugh. Like, he always made you laugh or smile whenever he was around. He was a good kid. And I want to say rest in peace to Michi Walker. He was a, a a great father and just a great person to be around. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we got a lot to talk about. I want to start off by uh, just, let me, let me, you know, it's been about a week since we talked, bro. How you been, bro? What you been up to? Man, I've been I've been good, bro. I've been really just grinding, working, um, staying on my P's and Q's, really trying to tune in to the sports world some more ever since we started this podcast. Man. I've been really researching, writing little notes down. I've been looking at injuries, uh, performances, yeah, really, what's really going time. on, contracts. What's yeah. really going on in the world as All far as the sports world? The stuff that we we trying to be experts about. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been noticing that too. Like, I'll be looking at something like, ah, let's talk about that. And then, like, this, the crazy part about it is when someone asks me, like, hey, what you think about anything that has to do with sports? I'm like, tune in. I don't even talk. I don't even talk sports no more. Tune in. I'm going to give you the link to the podcast. Tune in. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to do that. I'm like, bro, just tune in to our podcast. Hear everything it's going to be interesting. We're we going to hit some of the key subjects. Yeah. And we're going to probably even hit on some stuff y'all didn't even know about that go around locally. And we're we going to hit on a lot of stuff this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of different stuff this year. Um, I want to hit you with a, a quick question. Um... 
that 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 I came across on uh, my social media. It was uh, it was asking who was the best rookie wide receiver in the entire NFL, and I don't know how how closely you, because you're more of a college football guy. I don't know how close you've been looking, but who do you think? Just off the top of your head, I know for a fact who I would pick. But who off the top of your head do you think is the best wide receiver, rookie wide receiver in the NFL? Rookie. Ooh. This a this a good one. I like to say Gary Wilson. Hey, I would I would agree with you. I really would. I would, I would definitely I would definitely agree with you, but I gotta say Chris Olave. Chris yeah. Olave might be he's got slightly, very slightly better numbers. And I think the Jets might be doing... They're doing better than the... Uh, I think they might be have, doing better than the Saints. Saints only won, like, three games. But at the same time, like, Chris Olave, bro, like, if you look at his numbers, every game he's producing. They, Garrett Wilson has had games where he's only scored 12 points. And, like, when he plays against a top-flight cornerback, sometimes he's in and out. He's not really showing but up. But some, some of that could be... It's his rookie year. He's just yeah. getting his feet wet. Oh, yeah. There's no Devontae Adams only had like four hundred yards his rookie year. Yeah. Antonio Brown only had like four or five hundred yards his rookie year. So rookie years, they hit or miss. You can, you know, take it and run with it. You can take it with a grain of salt. It's whatever. Um, they had a list of six people and they were asking you who was the best. I went amongst myself and decided who was the best. I say Chris Olave, followed closely by Garrett Wilson. Then I say George Pickens would probably be my third. Drake London would be my fourth, even though Bleacher Report said he's the best, which I don't understand how. They they must have did theirs weeks ago or something. Um, Christian Watson would be fifth. Traylon Burks, probably sixth. And then Romeo Dobbs would be my seventh. And the Packers are going to have a really bright future because two of their top two of their receivers right now are both rookies and they're playing pretty good. So um, Packers are going to be a team to watch. Um, speaking of the... Um, Speaking of, of the Packers, though, I want to touch on the NFC North real quick because we're from Michigan, in case we haven't mentioned it. And our Lions, the Detroit Lions, our Lions are about to do something special, man. They're about to go back to the playoffs. They haven't been to the playoffs since Calvin Man, did you, did you see that? Did you see that touchdown by Jameson Williams? Oh, I see it. Hey, roll time, boy. Roll time, boy. Did you see that touchdown? Man, I'm talking about... Did you see the way he read the safeties? Uh, I'm talking about when you playing receiver, you got to read the safeties to. too. Man, both of the safeties came down. He overtopped. Uh, Was it 41 yard, 42 yard? 41, 42 yard touchdown pass on your first catch first in the catch NFL. In the it's a hey, touchdown. He looking, he looking real It's healthy. a touchdown. I'm telling you. Probably at the end of this year, if yeah. the Lions make a run. I guarantee you, Jameson Williams gonna be a big part. Jameson Williams gonna be a big part. Well, my only concern though with Jameson Williams is the fact that I hope that they don't try to do like the you know I I went and got you in the first round, so we're gonna force feed you the ball. Let's just keep the offense. Our offense is fine. Keep the offense how it is. Amon St. Brown is our best receiver. I, in my, he's our best receiver, our most versatile receiver. Jameson Williams is going to have to come and be our second man and prove that he can be number one. But don't force feed him. When the Rams got Odell Beckham, they tried to force feed him. 
Don't force feed him. I know James Williams is a superstar. You spent a lot of, you know, draft capital on him. You know, you, you know, gave up on some other picks and said, let's get James Williams. Don't force feed him. Let the offense work. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But I'm going to tell you one thing that James Williams bring to the game that many receivers don't do nowadays. He stretched the field. He stretches the field. That man can get downfield so fast. And it's going to open up so much more for Amon Ross St. Brown. It's going to open up more underneath routes for him. Because he goes down the field. Amon Ross St. Brown don't go down the field as much as Jameson Williams. He he does, but we're talking about... 40 to 50 yard catches? That's Jameson Williams. Now, all how, day. How, how tall is Jameson Williams? He only like 6'1, 6'2. Okay. But his separation from the the safeties and the corners be right. ridiculous. His speed. T.O. 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 That boy's speed. T.O. I'm guaranteed. Bro, did you see how fast he. It wasn't no defender near him. But I don't know how much of that was because they were confused, or he out—I don't know. Like, were they in zone? It's hard to tell. I guarantee. I guarantee he runs a four-two. I wouldn't argue with you. I guarantee he runs a four-two or four-one. I wouldn't argue with you at all. He might even run a four-one. But I guarantee he run a four-two. Love four-twos. Let me ask you something. Do you think the Lions will make the playoffs, or do you think I'm tripping? Cause they're in the hunt. They have a chance to make that last playoff spot. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be depending on defense. Depending on the defense, definitely depending on the defense. It's gonna be depending on the defense because the offense they playing they clicking right now. Mm-hmm. It's really gonna depend on if the defense can bring that same intensity that they have at Ford Field mm-hmm. on the road. Yeah, so two of their I didn't look at the whole schedule, but I know they gotta play the Jets away. They gotta play the Bears away, if I wanna if I if I'm correct on that. No, the Panthers away. I don't know if they play the Bears away, but I'll tell you this. Their schedule, the last four games, a little bit advantageous because the Packers are at the bottom of their not the the very bottom, they're second to the bottom of their conference. The um I mean, their division. The uh, Bears are at the very bottom of their division. The Panthers are at the bottom of their division. And the Jets are at the bottom of their division. You know, so they're not playing like the powerhouses of the NFL. They're playing like, you know, the the Panthers are a little bit of a winning streak, though. But I I ain't too worried about all that. I would say Detroit needs to stay with that same intensity. intensity, That same intensity. That same you know, like savage like mentality. They need they need, they need to have that in them. Cause when Detroit get complacent, normally in the second half, <laughs> normally in the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth, that's when other teams come back. But they need that savage like mentality like they showed last game through the whole game. And through these four games, I think they can do that. They definitely can personally do that. they living up to what Dan Campbell and Detroit standards, they 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 trying to live up to that. Detroit standards. Detroit standards. Wow. Them are some loyal fans. I kid you not. I go to Detroit games. 
I don't care how many times Detroit lose, the fans are coming Bro, to the game. Detroit got some loyal ass fans, man. I, I, my 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 uncle, my lo- my uncle, he uh, I'm talking about every game. He got the slippers on. He his he ain't at the game. He on his couch, slippers on, got the jersey. I mean, he ready to go. He. Uh, Detroit got the I, I don't care Detroit probably got the most Loyalist fans in the NFL They don't really got Any glory days To hold on to Which is weird So it's like You know like You know most teams Like the Cowboys Like they're holding on To the championships They had in the 90s And 80s I'm like The Lions ain't got nothing to, Like they don't have No glory days To grasp on to So I'm not really sure Why they so loyal But I tell you what This This year might pay it off for them You think You think golf gets a Re-up or no, you 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 on that Lamar Jackson? I I really hope Lamar come to Detroit. I'm telling you, Lamar gonna bring everybody out, and the reason I say that is he gonna be good for ticket sales. Mm-hmm. He gonna be great for ticket sales. Lamar will really spike the ticket sales so high where every Detroit game might be packed out. But do you think they'll pay him what he wants? It all comes down to money, or else he would have stayed and he would have re-upped already. If they had paid, if the Ravens had paid him what he wanted, it all comes down to I want what Deshaun Watson got plus. And we know that Detroit has a history of not paying. Not paying. But they didn't pay Slade, they didn't pay Sue, they didn't pay Ansa, they didn't pay, you know, um uh Marvin Jones. Barry they, Sanders. They didn't pay anybody. And then at that, you think Lamar Jackson wants to go and play in Detroit? You really think that's where he wants to play? Look. I say this, Lamar, Lamar wants a Super Bowl. He do. Lamar wants young talent around him. And you think that's... Lamar, Lamar does want polished receivers, though. But I feel like the Ravens don't have any, like, standout true number one receiver that Lamar can go to. They don't. If he goes to the Lions, you got Amara St. Brown. You got Jamison Williams coming back next year. You might even have DJ Chalk. Let me ask you something. You're an Alabama boy. If because I think Bryce Young might be the first quarterback taken off the board, but if he falls to the Lions, would you take Bryce Young over Lamar? Like, like if you figured, let's say the draft comes up because the free agency is before the draft, so they might end up trying to sign Lamar if they have a chance, but. I think he gets franchise tag, but that's neither here nor there. If they're, you know, because people, people in the front office, they get wind of things. They get wind of, oh, okay, it doesn't look like Houston wants Bryce Young. We might have a chance. Would you rather have Bryce Young or would you rather have Lamar? It's a tough question. Think about this. You're paying Bryce Young a rookie contract. Pennies. I know. Pennies. I know. That's why I say it's a tough question because if you get – Bryce Young, you're getting a standout quarterback. Standout quarterback, and you can build around him because you have plenty of financial I feel like I feel like Detroit really built, but they need a quarterback just to set them over the top. You don't like golf? I like golf. Golf is all right. They, he's doing enough to win the games right is. now. He is, but you don't think he's long-term. I don't think he's a long-term player. More of a bridge quarterback, kind of help you get to that next level. Uh, trying to mentor the next guy, like kind of like an Alex Smith. I would Patrick say, Holmes thing. I would say he's more like a Joe Flacco. Okay, yeah, yeah. Over time, well, he could like. How, how old is Jared Goff? He 
not old as Joe Flacco. He's like 26, 27. Yeah, he's young. But I feel like everybody doesn't have that ability that Tom Brady had to play today was 30, 40 plus. Right. Everybody don't have, everybody just got one or two good years. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody doesn't have that 12 year stretch where they just excellent, excellent. Keep having good seasons. Keep having Super Bowl appearances. Keep having playoff appearances. That's not Jared Goff. That's true. You, if you get Bryce Young, you will be getting, I think, a more polished passer than Lamar. But if you get Lamar, you getting a polished passer, but you also getting a great athlete. Right. And I, I want to really see Lamar play in the NFL type of offense. And I feel like the Lions will make him have to play like an NFL quarterback. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to. Don't get me wrong. He would have to use his legs. Mm. But he wouldn't have to use his legs as much as he had to in Baltimore. Which is the reason why he's injured now. Do the injuries concern you? Because he was hurt last year. He's hurt this year. And I- No. They, they don't concern me because Lamar... He has put on weight. He has did everything that the NFL has told him to do. Lamar needs to really sit down and think about playing mentally better. Once he get his mental mental right and he plays better up here with his men- mental instead of playing with his his physical traits. He gonna be dominant. He already dominant. He killing them just off athleticism. He killing them off of that. With a receiver, like I said before, Lamar never had a true number one receiver. He had a lot of what you can call practice squad guys that elevated. I ain't gonna say them guys was bad because anybody who made it to the pros good. Right. Them wasn't bad receivers, but I don't think. They live up to the Amara St. Brown, the Jameson Williams, the DJ Chart. You know, the Lions right. really have a receiving core. They have a real receiving core with a DeAndre Swift in the backfield that doesn't have to be an every down back. And very underrated part of their offense, they have a great offensive line, in my opinion. I mean, they're O line. So so if you put a lot of max contracts. If you put Lamar with an O line like that, now now what? My thing is I would like to build Lamar into a better quarterback. I feel like just because you make it to the pros does not mean you're done evolving and does not mean you're done growing. Lamar Jackson still plays the way he did in high school. He's the fastest guy on the field. He's the most athletic guy on the field. And he's just going to keep on playing that way. Nobody has really gotten into him and said, Lamar, grow up a little bit. Like, you need to really, like, think about your future. When you're 37, you're not going to, if he plays that long, you're not going to be doing this stuff. So, I would like to see him 
be a little bit more checked down. But I would I like think- to see him be a little more so away. I would like to see him be a little bit more, um, you know, just 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 not so antsy, not so you know. Pocket presence is different from I think pocket you, escape. I think you learn that over time, though. Like, like Vic, yeah. Like when Vic first played, Vic could tell you he ran all, a lot of the times. Right. He ran when he didn't have to run sometimes. Well, it becomes second nature almost, you know. But. But this is this is the thing. I feel like as the older Lamar get, his game gonna evolve. Like when Vic went to Philly, when Vic went to Philly, Vic didn't run as much. He ran, but they wasn't designed runs. They wasn't really designed for him to just get the ball and run. Vic dropped back, and as the play broke down, he ran. And that's that's another thing, though. That's why I feel like Baltimore offense is successful, but it doesn't set you over the top just having a predominantly run offense anymore. You know what I'm saying? The game is evolving to a passing offense. You got when you got defensive linemen running four fours and four threes, and they 240, 250 plus pounds and. They falling on the ground and getting up and running you down. That's that's different. Right. That yeah, that's real. The league is definitely changing. I tell you right now, and you might blow back on me about this. I love Lamar. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't. I can't name thirty-two quarterbacks better than him. I can probably name three. Maybe four, if I really had to think. I can't name 32 quarterbacks better than him. So he should be starting somewhere next year. But I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't pay him what he wants. I would not pay him his what he's asking for. His asking price is ridiculous. And I'll tell you why. Don't let me, I'll tell you why I wouldn't pay him that. The reason why I wouldn't pay him that, Kyler Murray, you just paid him. Guess what? He's hurt. And he didn't even do that, that good this year. Um, you know, you got quarterbacks who, Dak Prescott, you paid him all that money. He got hurt. Your backup came in and won five games. Jack Prescott's struggling to win three. And it's just like, like, why are we paying these quarterbacks so much? They're going to get hurt. You're going to lose them for a couple games. And if you don't have a capable backup, your team is shot. Your season is shot. But Lamar, this why I say you have, he needs to be paid. He needs to be paid because he never had a drop-off year. His stats Never drop. Them guys had drop off, drop off years. Mm. Lamar stats never drop. They always improve. Well, I mean, they're not as high as his MVP year though. No, no, his MVP. He was just coming into the league. He wasn't. Teams didn't figure him out, and he st- He's still not really figured out. He just doesn't have a number one, number two, or a number three receiver to set him over the top. Where as let me give you an example, Joe Burrow. Right. He got three receivers that could be number one on any other team. Jamar Chase. You got Tyler Boyd and you got T. Higgins. Along with the little the little receivers, the little short receivers, slot back receivers that they have. Along with them. Yeah, they got, um, 
So let me ask you this: If you was in the position, let's say, let's say I put you in Lamar Jackson's shoes, I put the jersey on you. You are now Lamar Jackson. Would you re up with the Ravens, or are you moving on? I'm moving on. Moving on, I agree with you. I would definitely move on. I feel like they're gonna franchise tag him. I can see it coming. They're gonna be Le'Veon Bell, franchise tag him, and just be like, I don't really trust you, but I don't want to lose you, and we're kind of just on this middle ground. You get no job security. You still get paid. You get like forty million or whatever. But there's no job security. You know, there's no like. You know, what I'm saying there's no long term plan. I'm not gonna build around you. I, I don't want to lose you because I know you're good now. I just don't trust that four years from now you'll be the same player. So I don't want to re up with you and lose all my money. And then you never know what quarterback is gonna come in the draft. I feel like they're using him like a rental, like a rental car, like a really nice. Dodge Charger rental. They want to ride it till the wheels fall off that mug until they, you know, just until they don't want it anymore. And they're going to wear him out and break him. Yeah, I feel like... They're injuring him for what? They don't even plan on building around him and he's been hurt the last two years. I I, I agree with that because how doesn't he have a lead receiver? I mean, Odell's on the market. Right. That's another thing. Why haven't they going to got Odell? I mean, Odell's on the market. You got the money. You can offer him. The uh, Cowboys just got T.Y. Uh, Hilton. Why didn't you talking to T.Y. Hilton wasn't signed. You could have got T.Y. Hilton. I heard Henry Ruggs is coming back. They better go grab him. <laughs> I heard Henry Ruggs is coming back. I heard it making good progress with his case. He might I be mean, back in the NFL. I mean, if Henry Ruggs come back, hey. <laughs> Don't don't even talk about it. Hey, they already had Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis killed somebody. So no, let me just let me just let me stop. Let me. Yeah, you yeah you going too far? Ray didn't kill nobody. Ray, Ray is Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is top. Ray Lewis top dog. Ray Lewis is top dog in the NFL. And I feel like Lamar really needs to sit down. We all know his mom. His mom is his biggest mentor in his life. Right. No question. Lamar needs to sit down with his mom. Your, you said to me earlier before we started the show that you would make him hire an agent. Hire an agent, but you need a mouthpiece. It's a but, reason why. But, but why would he hire an agent? They would take a percentage of They would of take a percentage comedy. of him, but at the same time, it's it's a reason why people pay people to do things that you don't know how to do. If you don't know how to fix a toilet, you hire someone to fix a but toilet. But how, how can you? If you don't, but look, how look, can you, how can you say this lady doesn't know finances? She don't know finances. She don't. She she negotiating contracts and she don't understand. How do? How can you say that though? Cause they haven't lost anything. They have she a, is a single parent and she hasn't lost nothing. I don't think she understands the business of football. If her G, if the GM says Lamar Jackson, if she just if he lays it out the stats, he had this many picks, uh, this many fumble, whatever the case may be, whatever bad thing she, she says. She's the one who taught him how to play. So how would you? But I'm saying, I'm saying, say if he usually when these negotiating contracts come out, the GM says this will be like, this will be don't like, and I guarantee she coming to you with the numbers right here. She okay. gonna come, she to come you. with the numbers. She's gonna come to you with the stats and what does he have. Okay. She's coming 
She's coming with oh, he progressed right here. Okay. He progressed on this pass. Okay. He gained the weight that Vic told him to gain. And I understand that. He he won MVP. So why doesn't he get paid? He should and get Rogers paid. Rogers got paid and he won MVP. He should get paid. And they wanted to pay him. But his Dak asking Pre- price Dak, Dak Prescott got paid. But his asking price is ridiculous. His asking price is not ridiculous. How can you say two hundred and fifty million guaranteed is ridiculous for him? I don't I'm not gonna say that look, maybe if he had a one MVP last year, but he's two years removed from his MVP might be three years removed from his MVP MVP year. He is no longer the same Lamar. And I'm pretty sure negotiation Because you know, he's better. Negotiation he's contracts. Even, he's even throwing outside the hash marks. What's better. the GM name? I forgot his name. Uh, I'm sure he said, look, he is not doing this or this correctly, and his mama got offended. Are you serious? You're going to. Uh, agent would have just. Okay, uh huh. Okay, all right. Let's get down to the money. He wouldn't even think twice about it. His mama got offended and said, okay. Well, then we don't want to talk no more. You know, they said whatever. That's why you should not have your family as your agent because they're going to get offended. I, I think Lamar might have been in the room when he said it. Lamar might have been probably right next to her. Oh, yeah, that's what you think about me? Okay. But but it's a, but how can you not give this player his value? And I, it's, it's really no value on him because he's, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Already. Lamar? Lamar is not one of the greatest players of all time. You think he's one of the great? He's not one of the greatest players <laughs> of all time. Some of the greatest players of all time don't even have Super Bowls. I, I wasn't gonna say it's Super Bowls. Some Bowl, of the, some I mean, of the greatest early, players right? of all time don't have Super Bowls. Okay, what if what if he falls off a cliff? Like, what if he just? I guarantee he won't. Especially if you give him the receivers, give him the receivers he, he and needs, see what he do. He needs receivers. Give him the same receivers, receivers that Joe Burrow got. But I will tell you what, give him the same receivers that Joe Burrow has and see what he do. If he had a Jamar Chase, a Tyler Boyd, give him those same receivers. Give they, him. They, they need, um, I think they need a new offense. Scrap the offense. We need a whole new offense. Because what they're doing is. But if to- you scrap the offense, he's still not going to get paid because you're not going to pay him. Well, the thing is, they're trying you to build. You still ain't go get no receivers. They gonna what, receivers. Rece- what receivers? What receivers did well, they go get? Well, they're gonna lose the rest of their games this year, so they're gonna have a pretty nice draft pick. They're gonna, um, they're gonna ha- be able to. And you can't them. say they're gonna lose the rest of the games because Tyler Huntley is not a bad quarterback. He just I didn't won say the game. He's a bad quarterback. He just but, won the game against the Steelers. But I still think they're gonna lose at least the rest of their games, if not the next. They got four more games left, probably all divisional games. They're going to lose to the Bengals. They're going to lose to... I don't know who else they play. I didn't look at their schedule. But my thing is, the, the the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, he's trying to build an offense to, to, to exploit Lamar Jackson's talent. He likes to run. Let's build an offense that lets him run. The problem is, that may not be in Lamar's best interest. That may not be what's best for his career. Let's build an offense and make him learn it. Let's not build an offense around his running. Let's build an offense around his arm. Go get a receiver. Like you said, they, I'm not disputing that. They need a receiver. Mark Andrews will be back. He'll be healthy. But how long, um, how long will Mark Andrews be in the game? You got to think about that, too. If Lamar 
Boom. Say he stays. How long is Andrews going to be in the game? Andrews getting a little older. Andrews, Mark Andrews is getting a little older. Mark Andrews. Each year, doesn't take where, the, that Mark where, Andrews doesn't take the same amount of hits that Gronkowski did. So but I don't you see can't, him retiring you, early. You, you can't say that. Mark Andrews take a lot of darn hits. Them tight ends take a lot of darn hits that you don't even see because they block too. They don't only catch the ball. They block too. And Mark Andrews take a lot of darn hits that I don't seen him catch balls and take hits and get flipped. They take hits. And please don't think them hits not affecting. <laughs> please don't think them hits not affecting his body. Now, what what, what injury did... Lamar is what, ankles? Ankles? Oh, no, ACL, right? Or PCL. PCL? His PCL, which is a ligament in your knee. The front side or back? I think it's the side. But that, that's your cutting. Yeah. That's your cutting. I didn't see the Well, hit. any ligament. Was he, was, he, was, he, was he running? Was he was he trying to run out of bounds? Uh, I think he got sacked. Mm-hmm. But... Any, any, anyway, uh, a ligament, anytime you mess with a ligament, it affects your cutting. Oh, it always. A, it always. A, it a, anytime, because I, I tore both of them. My ACLs, right. PCLs, all that. I had, a, I had a grade two MCL strain, and and it was, I didn't tear it all the way, thankfully. But I had to, you know, I, I kept a brace on. I wasn't doing that again. I kept a brace on. It's going to change the way you... And it, it changes the way you... You kept braces on, too. It, it changes the way you think. And run. It changes the way you run. You know... Cut. I don't think... I don't and think, a big part of his game is cutting. Well, uh, well, that's the thing, though. I do think that it'll definitely affect the way he runs and what he does. But you think about Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson came back, what, seven months later and played like he never had a knee injury. You can come back from it. But I think Lamar needs to get some low leg strength because these lo- these these leg injuries are becoming a problem. He needs to get I some. Don't, I don't really know if his his leg strength because the kid fast. He's and fast, his, but his, you don't want him trying to run over linebackers. You don't want him trying to run over defenders. You don't want him doing none of that. But Lamar seems like the type of guy you can't tell anything to. He seemed like the type of guy that... But I can't... You can't say that. He seemed like the type of guy that feels as though you can't... Who are you? Remember when that guy tried to check him on Twitter and say Lamar Jackson needs to stop doing... Or he said something about him and Lamar literally went on a rant saying, who are you? You're trash. You Like, like Lamar, he's, he's giving you constructive criticism. Yeah, he, uh, he... He apologized for it. You can't... You can't say Lamar is not human. He felt attacked. Okay. These outsiders need to keep their mouth closed sometimes. <laughs> he was an NFL player. He though, need, not at the time, but... He need... But sometimes these okay. outsiders need to hear that. Because okay. who who are you to tell me? You're not in the game. You're not moving as fast as these players that's on the field with me. So who are you to tell me what I need to do? You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how Lamar feels. Right. Lamar feels that way because who are you to tell me not to run, not to pass? You know, who are you? Now you trying to control me, but you're not, you know, you're not even in the league. 
You know what I'm saying? I can't disrespect. You can't disrespect any player that makes it to the NFL. Oh, no. Because you're not there. I'm not there. So, no outsiders should be disrespecting them players. Especially to that extent. To that extent where Lamar felt attacked. He felt attacked. You can't you can't say it's not normal. Like we just have a conversation, we have a conversation, we get into a dis- disagreement. You're not gonna say it. I'm not gonna sit up here and not tell you nothing. If I'm Lamar Jackson, here's what I do. I wait until the very last day of free agency because I want to know who y'all pick up. If I don't see y'all grab a nice receiver, I don't know who all is the free agents this year. If I don't see y'all grab a nice receiver, if I don't see y'all grab Something advantageous to Lamar. If I don't see a, a top flight receiver come on, I don't see Odell get signed, I don't see somebody, I'm gone. And they're going to try to franchise tag him, and I'm not sure if you can technically veto the franchise tag. I think you have to do it and then just expect them to trade you. But they're probably going to franchise tag him because they don't want to lose him. But um, they might pick up negotiations back up. They might, hey, the offer's on the table, Lamar. You can get that two thirty. But he don't. He don't want it. <laughs> Give him his guaranteed money that he's asking for. We don't want that over here. You can get that two thirty, Lamar. We we don't want that over here. Give us the money that we asking for. Uh, I feel it. I, I respect that a lot about Lamar because he knows what he's worth, or at least he feels like he knows what he's worth, and he's not gonna expect and any less. Every person should know their worth, and you know their worth every man. person. Should know their worth and their capabilities of what they can do. Everybody got a strong suit in the world. I want to jump ship a little bit here. We're still on the NFL, but I want to ask you something. We kind of touched on it a second ago, but I really want to hear what you got to say. Um, right now, it seems like the Houston Texans might have the first overall pick. They're 1-11-1. and They suck. Who do you think will be the first player taken in the NFL draft? A lot of people say it's probably going to be Bryce Young because they think they, they need a quarterback. But I've seen a lot of people say Will Anderson, your boy uh, from Alabama, might be the first player. That D-tackle, I've seen some people say Deion Robinson might be the first player taken. I mean, I've seen a couple different boards, and I want to know what you think. I think Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Will he be the first player and the first quarterback or just the first quarterback? If Houston has that pick, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yeah. If they have the first pick, you don't he's like going to be Smith. first quarterback. I don't think Will Anderson didn't prove to me this year that he was the best player. Bryce Young. Did he win any awards? Will Anderson? I think he won an award, but. The best DT, right? Or something like that. But can you say his numbers was that great of how he did the year before? No. What is he, a senior? Yeah, either a senior or a junior. But either way, Bryce Young comes first off the board if Houston has that pick. Think about it. You got Deshaun Watson's gone. You don't have Deshaun Watson anymore. What real quarterback does Houston have that they can't go draft a quarterback? I wouldn't say that they don't have a quarterback. Um... I kind of like Davis Mills coming out of uh, high school, five-star recruit. He was, he set the record for a Houston player his rookie year. I like Davis Mills, 
A little bit. I'm not going to say I love him. He reminds me of Will Levi's a little bit. People are too infatuated with what he could be and not the fact that he's kind of a bum at the moment. Will Levi's, I don't think, will be much good in the NFL. Um, I actually like across the way, uh, Western Kentucky, Austin Reed better than I like Will Levi's. Yeah. Just being honest. Um, but I think I think Bryce Young is that first pick because he proved Bryce to Bryce Young will probably be the first he, pick. He proved to you the kid can take over the game with his arm and his mind. He showed you twice. He can take over the so, game with his arm and his mind. So then who do you think will be the second quarterback taken? The second? Uh, depends on if the Stroud have another year. Nah, I think Stroud declared for the draft. It's it, on all the boards. He's on there, but um, I don't follow him on Twitter, so I, I'm not entirely sure if he officially declared. But on all the I boards, think, he's on there. I think it has to be CJ Stroud. Probably CJ Stroud. Yeah, it's not a lot of quarterbacks that's um, eligible this year, though. I don't. I don't think like Caleb Williams isn't eligible yet. I know Anthony Richards. Richards. Uh, he's eligible. out there. He, he's he's going to be um, eligible. Um, Look, Anthony Richards is a talent that you really, yeah, yeah. you really don't get too many Anthony Richards. He remind me of Cam when Cam was Cam. at Auburn. Newton. Newton, oh yeah, yeah. When Cam was at Auburn, that's what Anthony Richards remind me of. Hendon Hooker is eligible too. You like Hendon Hooker? Or? I love Hendon Hooker. Or do you think maybe his numbers were inflated by having the best wide receiver in the NCAA? No, Henry Hooker was he was a, he a stand-up quarterback. He really, to me, he can be up there with Bryce Young and uh, a C.J. Stroud. Actually, I think Henry Hooker would be taken before Stroud. And then it goes Bryce Young, Henry Hooker, Stroud, Richardson. Those are my top four right there. Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, Stroud, Richardson. So you think they'll take Hendon Hooker over C.J. Stroud? If it was me, I would take Hendon It looks Hendon like the, what I've seen is the Lions, I keep for whatever reason, I keep seeing C.J. Stroud's name popping up on the Lions as a second quarterback off the board. So my thing is, do I, do I see the, the, the Stroud... Has he shown me that he's above and away better than Hendon Hooker? Kind of. Kind of. I can't say that because when I started looking at the uh, some of the stats for these guys, and I'm looking for Hendon Hooker's name, and it's really hard to find. Passing yards, he's number 14. You know, um, now he's he's a little bit better than Stroud, but... Only by about twenty yards. That's really not a you know um, like per game passing yards per game. That's really got, not a big he, deal. Yeah, he, he got hurt. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker got hurt. He tore his ACL. How how this year? Yes. No, he year. got he got he got hurt the end of the year, the very end, didn't he? It's, it's like I think the second game before the end. Okay. So Hendon Hooker, I feel, I feel like he should be up there. So you think maybe if he had played a little longer, he would have been in the Heisman? Um, yeah, he definitely would have been a Heisman finalist. I don't know how Stetson Bennett became a Heisman finalist. His numbers are atrocious. No, nah, it's just Georgia was winning. They had to put somebody in there from Georgia. Georgia was winning. Georgia winning games. 
But I can't say they winning off of offense. I think Georgia is solely... I ain't going to say their offense is bad. Because Stinson Bennett clearly got athletes around him that's great on offense. Like McIntosh, like I said before, McIntosh is the... Is the heartbeat of that offense. I was looking at some of these numbers here. I kind of had my foot in my mouth a little bit. Let me see. Passing efficiency. Hinder hooker number two. Um, passing yards per completion. Uh, Hinder hooker number 15. Um, it was a lot less than Stroud, but... He's still up there, top 20. Points responsible for, or no, sorry, passing offense, number three, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker was leading, like, he was doing real good with that Tennessee offense. People were saying they were the best offense in the entire NCAA. But my thing is, I feel like Stroud, like, there was more buzz around Ohio State just because of, they're like, you know, like they're their their aura. They're like they're one of those teams that have like rich history and yeah. they have like every year you're like, this could be it, this could be, you know what I'm saying? And it kinda overshadowed some of the other teams that were actually playing pretty good, but just like, you know, people just weren't really concerned with them. You know what I'm saying? Plus Tennessee, if I have to be honest, is in a much tougher conference. Yeah, they're like way SEC tough. is way harder than yeah, Big Ten. Yeah. They're way tougher conference. Way tougher conference. That's why I say, that's why I put Anthony Richardson as one of the top quarterbacks because he plays against the tough competition week mm-hmm. in and week out. Week in, week out yeah. I mean, you can't say Anthony Richardson is not a top quarterback when you got quarterbacks like C.J. Stroud playing against a Maryland. Or, <laughs> or we playing against a... Uh, Nah, uh, uh, I don't even know who the quarterback is from Northwestern, and they keeping up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or playing against, you know, teams keeping up. You play against Penn State, and Penn State quarterback keeping up with you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they had many very impressive wins. Ohio State. They didn't have many. Impressive wins. They had a lot of really I mean, ugly, close wins. They didn't have no big wins to me. You know what I'm saying? Except, they, except against the bums, like in the beginning of the year. They, man, they didn't play nobody until they played Michigan. And you see what happened. <laughs> they got exposed. And I clearly will show you that they will be exposed against Georgia. I got the numbers right here. They, they really going to get exposed against Georgia. Georgia has Georgia is second in scoring defense. Second, second. in scoring defense. That's turnovers and turning that mug in the okay. They turn in turnovers and the points. Turnovers and the points. And I guarantee you, Marvin Harrison's son, Marvin Harrison's son is good. Great athlete, great receiver, great, great go up and get a guy. But Georgia just has a a swarming defense. It's like it's a swarming. It's like a like a pack of bees just just on you. You know yeah, they just they it they. Feel, it feels strange to hear you giving compliments to Georgia. I thought that was your arch nemesis. 
Kirby Smart, roll tie. Kirby Smart, no, he's still roll tie. Kirby Smart is a defensive mastermind. All right. Kirby Smart, one of the Nick Saban assistants. So you, if you had to guess a score, Georgia versus Ohio State, what's your score? What's your uh, score line? I'm Georgia. Forty to twenty. Ooh, forty. Forty. Georgia's not Georgia, and I can see that. I see. I say either forty to twenty something or forty to ten. Ten. I'm telling you that defense, Georgia defense is so harsh when they really want to play. When Georgia defense really want to put you in the chokehold, they'll do that to you. They can put you in the chokehold and not let you out. Georgia defense is just that good. Yeah, Georgia got a good defense. I got to agree with you on that one. Uh, I'm going to stay on that same track since uh, you, you touched on Ohio State versus Georgia. I'll touch on Michigan versus TCU. And I got to be honest with you, it's going to be an ugly game. Michigan is going to beat the brakes off of TCU. Now, I'm not going to say TCU is trash. But we, TCU should never got in there in the first. They should never got in there, but Ohio State wasn't trash. You see what happened? Michigan is a second half team. Michigan is a fill you out through the first quarter, first half, try to see what you're on. They'll go for big plays if they can, if they can get it, but they're gonna pound it pound it out. And TCU, they got an offense, but they don't really got a defense. Not much of it. Michigan, uh, right now they're third in total defense. Second in scoring offense, sixth in rushing offense, third in total defense. TCU, they're sixth in scoring offense. They got a nice. That's why their quarterback was in the you know Heisman discussion. They got a nice little offense going on there, but they're twenty fifth in rushing offense, sixteenth in total offense, and I don't even think they're. If, if I remember correctly, when I looked, they're not even ranked in passing offense. So my thing is, uh, well, I mean not top fifty, sorry, but um, my thing is Michigan is going to. Run these guys. They got a better D line. They got a better O line. Their D lineman, Mozzie Smith, is a super. He's a stud. He can't. You know, he lived. He, he, you know, he was out here with us. He lived uh, in uh, in Grand Rapids and and um my boy uh my boy uh, I love what I love with Timmy. I'm sorry, I don't even pronounce that boy's name, but he the best center in college football. You know, um, they got J.J. McCarthy. He's starting to become his own. Be- at the beginning of the year, it kind of seemed like they just leaned on Blake Corm. Now it's starting to seem like, okay, J.J. McCarthy, this really is your team. And he's doing the things that they got rid of Cade McNamara for. The things that they believe J.J. J. McCarthy could bring them. You know what I'm saying? He's running the ball, getting touchdowns on the ground, and, you know, he's making big plays and doing things Cade McNamara could not do last year. And it's going to be a really fun game to watch. But I'm telling you right now, Michigan's going to win. If I had to pick a score, I'd say 54, no, 52-28. I'll say they're, they're going to give up 28 points just because they're going to do some silly stuff. They're going to let somebody get free. They're going to miss a tackle. Something's going to happen. Michigan always does something to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. 
But I don't, I don't believe they'll score too many points after half because that's how it was with Purdue. Purdue kind of was hanging with them for a minute. They didn't score. I don't think they scored a single point after half. No. So. Uh, while we on college football, I want to touch on that Deion Sanders hire in Colorado. He just hired Alabama, Alabama's defensive back coach, Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly, and is he he's going to reprise his role at defensive back coach? Is he going to do something? He's like going to be the defensive coordinator for Colorado. He was a former defensive coordinator at Florida State for Jimbo Fisher for four years. He was, his defense was ranked 18th in the country in 2017. Uh, personally, I think he'll be a good fit. I think, you know, Dion Dion's gonna teach the guy. Teach the guy some stuff, mentor him while mentoring, you know, the defensive backs. And I think Colorado will have a decent season. Oh, they're gonna have a great season. And the thing is, everybody's everybody's focused on Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State, all this and that, you know, maybe they're saying he sold out, he gave up. Dion never said I would be here forever. He never said this is where I want to play grounds at. This is where I want to put my my roots at. This is where I want to create a dynasty. None of those words came out of his mouth. He said that if his exact words were if um well I'll paraphrase I don't know exact words but he said if a Power Five school contacted him, you know he would be stupid not to at least entertain the conversation. His whole point in going to Jackson State, in my opinion, I. I I'm not going to say he said this. I want to put words in his mouth. But in my opinion, his whole point was to get his feet wet. He had never coached college football before. And no one, I don't think anyone was going to give him a chance. I don't care what his name was. No one was going to give him a chance. So he had to get his feet wet. And people, he proved to people through these last three years that he knew how to. I mean, his, his contract was only for four years anyway. They act like he came one year and left. His contract would have been over the next year. Who's to know if they were even going to. I'm sure they probably would have re-upped him. But who's to say? Maybe they weren't. And, you know. His contract was about to end. A great opportunity came up. He's got to look about. He's got to look out for his sons first and foremost. He wants to coach his sons because he doesn't want some other coach to come along and turn his son into a, a doggone wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Or or a running back or whatever. Like they do to so many players in basketball and football. They're like, nah, you look more like a power forward when he's really a small forward or something like that. Like like coaches do. You know they do. Yeah. He's not gonna let that happen to his son. He wants to prove to everyone, I'm a good coach. I, no matter where I go, I'm a good coach. I'm going to bring something to Colorado that they haven't had. And I don't know if you heard about the reports. He was saying that they were, like, breaking into his car in Jackson State, stole stuff, broke in his office. Yeah. They, like, he, it was hard to get funding. They weren't, the school was, like, like it was so much wrong. They said the water was nasty. There, there was so much wrong with the school. And... I mean, I feel like sometimes you just got to... People want to be so stuck on, this is my people. I got to stay with my people. I want black people to succeed more than anybody. But I'm not dragging anybody. I'm not begging anybody. And I'm not I'm not asking anybody. You come with me. If you want to excel, come with me. But I'm not dragging you, bro. If you want to stay in the gutter, stay in the gutter. I want black people to succeed, too. I would love no more than for black coaches to be riddled around the NFL, NBA, and in the college. 
I would love for black players to be, you know, oh, well, they already are the best, you know, um, in a lot of positions, but I would love for them to start taking over quarterback a little more, taking over um, tight end a little more, you know, start being coordinators a little more, coaches a little more, GMs, things like that. But you can't build something where it doesn't, like, then like like trying to fit a round ball into like a square hole. You can't. They didn't yeah. want it, so he moved on. That's just it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you with that. Like, he needed. I ain't gonna say to elevate. But it is a step of elevation as far as showing that he want to show the media. Yeah. He want to show. He want to show that these boys can play on any level. Any level. I can show you they can go play with the kids from the backyard. You know, they can go play with the kids, tone tone and them. You right. know. But at the same time, we're going to put them over here with Bill, with a Chris, with a, you know, a top athlete. You know, we're going to put them with a, you know, a Caleb Caleb Williams. I'm going to go put them in the league, Caleb Williams right. in. I'm going to go put them, I'm going to go put my sons where, okay, you where think, competition you like, think you Caleb know. Williams you think Caleb Williams the best player? Watch what my son does. Watch what my son does and watch what this team does in one year. And that's that's Dion Hall's effect on the team. It, it's not going to take him three, three to four years. I guarantee he win more than eight games next year. Oh, definitely. And it- I, I guarantee he win more than eight games, and he's not going to lose the big ones. I think the recruiting class is going to be very important for um, Colorado this year. But even if they don't recruit, like necessarily go to the high schools and recruit the same, like like the the, the transfer portal is talking. That and, transfer portal is on and, move. And Dion, he, he doesn't care about he don't care about the stars. You know, the best player going to play. He not. He offered the kid that was doing the camera crew at Jackson State. He offered him a four-round scholarship to play tailback. And this kid was doing, doing the camera for the football team. <laughs> he was the video photographer for the football team. He recorded the games. He was a star running back next year at Jackson State. When Dion came. In one year. So you telling me. Kid. Video photographer. Recording games. And all of a sudden. He a star running back at Jackson State. But here's the thing. Bro. It only takes a year. It don't take long. But here's the thing. Jackson State. It's almost like a spit in the face of these boys when uh, I don't want to seem like that, but it's, he was doing them a disservice, bringing all these star players to Jackson state. And I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure the NFL teams are looking like, okay, but it's Jackson state. It was, I don't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going 
I'm gonna tell you what. I mean, it his is. son got snubbed from the Heisman because if he, if your if his son had been playing for anybody else in a in a Pac-12, in a SEC, in a ACC, in a Big Ten, a Big Twelve. But but this comeback, I'm gonna tell you what this come down to. This come to race. And people don't want to say it don't come to race, but it, it does come down to race. Racism, that it still exists in America. Yeah, of course. And people don't want to touch it's on it. It's more systematic racism people, now. People don't want to touch on it, but it still comes down to a race. What comes down to race? Okay. You saying he left? Because or What are you saying? I'm saying that them boys... Them boys at them HBCUs, they better than some of them boys at Power 5 schools. Uh, of course. But they don't get the chance. Why not? Now, that was that was the reason why Dion said his calling was to go to Jackson State at first. I, I can disagree with you on one thing you said earlier. You said he wouldn't have been a coach at any Power 5 school coming straight in. He would have. He had offers from Florida State. He didn't take it. He didn't, and that's his alma mater. He didn't go to Florida State off back because when Jimbo left, they wanted Dion. Florida State wanted Dion when Jimbo went to Texas A and M. Dion Sanders was supposed to be the next man. His boy Novell Turner was the next guy. So Dion went to find Novell Turner. Florida State next coach was Novell Turner instead of Dion. So Dion felt his calling wasn't to service a big school yet. You know what I'm saying? He only putting them boys at the big school and coaching the big school because he want to show you he can change the culture wherever he go. Just like Martin. It's basically... If you want to date back to it, it's basically like a Martin Luther King movement. Okay, I'm going to show you. And I ain't going to give up on it. Okay, you going to do this, but I'm going to do that. Okay, you say we can't ride the bus no more. Okay, we're going to take money out your pocket then. You know what I'm saying? Just like how Martin Luther King led the boycott, Deion Sanders was leading African-Americans back to them HBCU schools. He was leading them back to that. Well, I don't think that it has to and stop. And he, ne- he never... He it don't, ne- have, to, it he don't ne- have to stop. He never told them to stop going there. He never told anybody... He never said, come with me, don't go there. He never he said, never said it, that. He never said that. He said, my time has ended. I'm going to head out... But yeah. I'm going to take my sons, my sons with me. I'm going to take some of my recruits with me, which is right. Because why wouldn't I take the people that I brought in? But I would be doing them a disservice. Isn't he still giving them a, what, a new field? And Yeah, he's still giving Jackson State a new field. He know the coach that's coaching at Jackson State. So I'm pretty sure they're going to run some of, somewhat the same system. It's, it's not going to be different. Right. If you think about it, Dion was out half of a year. That first year he was coaching because he had to get his three toes amputated. I mean, two two toes amputated. So he got three toes on one foot due to whatever he had going on, a personal life incident. I wonder 
everyone's having this backlash on Dion because he left. But what if he had retired? Let's say he stayed there for four years. They did good, but let's say he decided, you know, I got personal issues at home. I need to retire. I can't be a coach anymore. You would have heard none of the nonsense, none of the BS. He would have said, I know a guy who's going to continue my legacy. He's going to do what I say and, 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 and keep the momentum going. And they would have gladly been like, okay, let's see him. Let's do this. Let's work. But because he left, people feel that he's leaving us. And he didn't leave black people. He said, I didn't leave black people. I left Jackson State. Jackson State isn't even the best HBCU. He didn't even go to the biggest HBCU. He went to Little Jackson State. Because he wanted to, just like I did, I, I told you, he wanted to show that he didn't need top-tier quality right. to have a top-tier team. Right. He didn't need top-tier to be top-tier. He didn't have all the number one players. He just got the number one player. Right. So are you mad at him or no? I'm not mad at him. I'm not. Why would I be mad at him? I don't even know. Do your thing, bro. <laughs> Thing, what's bro. what's the disservice? He's not disservicing nobody. If anything, he's trying to make more of us go to the league. I think so. Especially his sons. And people are being selfish because they're not thinking about... Dion has to think of this as... He has three different things he has to do in his life. He has to be a coach. He has to be a father. And he has to be a black man. Three of the... I ain't going to say the coach is one of the hardest things, but... Being a father and being a black man are two of the hardest things in yeah. the whole planet to do. And he has to do two of them for the rest of his life. He's going to be a father and a black man for the rest of his life. So he has to not only think about, because he said it in an interview. Every, every, uh, even Mike Tomlin said it. Every decision I make, I have to also think, dang, should I be hiring a black coach? Should I be... Only getting, you know, looking at black players mainly. Should I be saying more with my stance? Should I be speaking out about this problem? Should I be, you know, you got to think about your family, think about your job, think about your status, but you also got to think about your blackness. And I think the people are killing him too much for this. I mean, you got to make what choices are make you happy. You, you can't live your life making everybody else happy. You just can't. The, no, nothing you do is going to make someone, if I say I love orange, someone's going to be like, what about blue? If I say I love pizza, I'm like, so you don't like burgers? You can't make everybody happy. Right. Yeah. Somebody going to be mad about something. You so right. Whatever, bro. So I don't care. We're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about Kyrie. What you think about it? Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving. I'm going to say this. I feel like Kyrie is a knucklehead. I want to say that first. Kyrie is a knucklehead. I'm not going to say in this particular instance he was wrong, but Kyrie is a knucklehead. And I feel like once you do knucklehead stuff, it labels you and makes everything you do a problem. What What did he do to make you say he's a knucklehead, though? Kyrie Irving has had issue after issue after issue. He... He um leave he he would take these hiatuses where he would just leave and not come back. His coach didn't even know where he was at. They're like, okay, well, look, I mean, Kyrie's going, whatever. Kyrie, out of nowhere, he was working fine with LeBron. Out of nowhere, I don't want to be a little brother. I'm leaving. I'm done. I don't want to be in your shadow, LeBron. I mean, Kyrie, out of nowhere, 
just came out with this ridiculous idea. The world's flat. The world's flat. Just kept on telling everybody the world's flat and, and had kids believe in him. I mean, when you're on a pedestal, when you're on a, when you have a stage to speak to people, you got to be careful what you teach kids. Now people are, you know, you know, he's one of the flat earthers. And I honestly, I kind of think Kyrie doesn't even believe that the earth is flat. I think that he just read something online. Kyrie seemed like the type of person to see something and run with it. Kyrie, the whole COVID situation, which I don't disagree with. I don't think you should be forced to take something you don't want to take. But it's a simple fact of how he did it. He didn't say, look, I don't trust it. He said we should. Um, he was had this intellectual, uh, I don't want to feel trapped and don't want to feel like but, making but, me uh, like... But. Just say you don't want to take it. Just say, just be honest. I didn't want to take it because I didn't really like the... But he's stating his facts behind why he didn't want to take the vaccine. Kyrie is a knucklehead, Johnny. Kyrie is a knucklehead. I can't say Kyrie is a knucklehead. I can say he's a stand-up for what he believe in person. Now, whatever he believe in, he's going to stand up for it. Like, he's... If we were back in the day, he would be a good activist. He would be a good activist, maybe, but when everything he stood up for has none of it has been about a group of people. None of it has. I'm not gonna say some of his other endeavors. I don't know everything he's done. I'm not gonna say he's never done anything for black people, but him sitting out, him stopping, you know, not wanting to take the COVID vaccine, that wasn't for black people. That wasn't for anybody. That's for him. Him wanting to leave LeBron, that was for him. Him saying the world's flat, that's for him. What is you know none of these stances he's made that make global news or whatever NBA news, none of it has been him standing up. Oh, the Kyrie is so advent, you know he's so um, so active, active. You know he's an activist for black culture and no, he's just doing stuff for himself. So what do you think about the Jules comment? I don't think LeBron. I mean, I keep saying LeBron. I don't think Kyrie said anything. I don't think he said anything wrong, but I don't think he said anything right. And let me um, articulate what I'm trying to say. He didn't say anything derogative. He didn't say anything mean. He didn't say anything abusive towards Jewish racist people. He didn't say, I hate Jews. He didn't come out and outright say I'm anti-Semitic, nothing. He uh, posted a video, then doubled back on it and said, it's on Amazon. If you want to see it, here's the link. Then when confronted about it, he said, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I'm just posting a public movie. You can literally go watch it. None of that is anything wrong. Now, where I don't think he said anything right, he had an opportunity to clear it up. You always want to make sure that in the public eye, you clear the air. If there's any stigma, if there's any notion, clear the air before someone takes your words, twists them up, and runs with it. Now that the whole world saying, oh, Kyrie this, Kyrie that, when he could have easily said, look, I'm not anti-Semitic at all. I love Jewish people, whatever we could have said. But I found this movie intriguing. Like, something like that. Kyrie didn't say anything wrong, but he didn't say anything right. He didn't protect his name. He didn't clear his name. And he didn't, he, he, he for sure didn't make anybody believer that he isn't. He didn't make me a believer that he is, but he didn't make them a believer that he isn't. And that's the problem. Why does, why does he have to always clear his name, you know? In the media, I, you have to clear your name. I get what you're saying. But anytime there's a stigma, anytime there's this notion, you have to make sure that you change the, the, 
you know, the, the thought process. You don't want people to but it, But it's always African-Americans have to clear their name. No. Have you seen any Caucasian have to clear their name? I mean, it depends on the situation. Most times, well, the only, only time they have to clear their name is when it has to do with us. If they say the N-word, if they... If it has to do with us, they end up having to clear their yeah, name. Yeah, but... In this instance, he wasn't making any racial slur. He didn't, he didn't. say he didn't, he didn't say anything racist. But that's why I said he didn't say anything wrong. But he didn't say what did he say right? Did he clear? Did he did he make sure that there was no doubt about it that he was not anti-Semitic? So if you're in an interrogation room, don't say nothing at all. Well, I don't know. If I'm being interrogated, silence speaks a thousand words. Silence is sometimes louder than. Than actually speaking, because sometimes not saying Cause you're anything. Because you're not, you're not, but you're not finna get me to say something. Then you twist my words anyway. That was right. his whole point of not saying nothing at right. first. But his problem is, did you watch the movie? No, I, I watched watch a little movie. bit of it, and basically, there's some really extreme themes in that movie. And I don't know if Kyrie watched the whole movie or read the whole book. There's some parts in there that I feel like people probably would have took some offense to. It was basically saying the Holocaust was fake and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. Jews are lying about everything. And all he had to do was come out and say, look, I didn't agree with everything in the movie, but I thought it was a very interesting movie that black people should check out. Something like that. I don't think anyone had a problem with it. But because he didn't take the time or probably didn't care to clear the air, now there's this idea that oh Kyrie might be anti-Semitic anytime you let's say let me, let me give you an example let, let's say I uh let's say R. Kelly you know you know you know what he did let's say I go in on Facebook and I share oh let's just be honest let's say let's say um um he wrote a book and saying explaining everything he did and I share the book you know what I'm saying he just wrote an album about it. Exactly. Let's say I shared, and people are like, you know, oh, why'd you share that? I mean, you know, are you a supporter rape? And I say, you know, I don't take that time to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a supporter rape. I just wanted to let you know this book is out there. I thought, I... and I kind of beat around the bush. I kind of say, look, I stand on my stance. I, I wanted to post it, this, that, whatever. That's so unapologetically arrogant. And I feel like you're opening the door for your for for people to you know, put their own twist on what they think it means. Oh, he posted that because he likes, you know, Rick. Or he posted that because he's anti-Semitic. You know? And you open the door for people to view you in a light that doesn't, you know, that doesn't, um, you know, really depict who you are. And that was Kyrie's issue. One thing I will say, though, Nike came out and made a statement saying they they dropped him because... They, you know, what he said, they said that we don't uh, agree with hate speech and all this and that. What did he say? He didn't say anything hateful. He didn't say anything anti-Semitic. He didn't say anything that was demeaning, demoralizing, or degrading to anyone. He didn't say a thing. But part of the problem is he didn't say a thing. He didn't say what he should have said, which is clear his name from the get-go. As a person... I feel like you can't tell me what to say. America's supposed to be the home of the land, the home of the free. Right. 
You can do anything, practice any religion, practice anything you want to be. Right. You can say anything you want to be. Right. Which is in the First Amendment. Well, that's why he didn't go to jail, but he got dropped. Because they can choose not to sponsor you anymore. They don't like what you say. But he didn't say anything sexually. He didn't say anything racially. He didn't say nothing at all. He just That's my main problem. something. He didn't say anything. You don't have to say nothing. Because any time you say something, they take it against you and use it. That's why Marshawn Lynch ain't speak to the media much. Because anything you say towards me or anything I say to you, you're going to take it and use it against me. You're going to twist my words. And now I'm just a race towards a bunch of jewels. Or I'm racist. Or I'm racist towards whites. That's why many African Americans don't say much to the media. Um, I'm going to date back a little bit. Sean Taylor, he didn't really speak to the media much. Marshawn Lynch don't speak to the media much. And Jalen Hurts say very few words. He says enough to what he has to say, but he doesn't. He doesn't say anything outside. Outside of what he has to say, which is being very professional. Right. Now. Let me ask you something. Do you think Nike made a very poor financial decision on dropping Kyrie? Yes. Do you think they're going to lose a lot of money? or Nike's never going to lose a lot of money because they got to deal with Jordan. They got to deal with Jordan and Nike. Nike Nike will never lose a lot of money. LeBron, but I can say... KD. I can say that what... Paul George. What Kyrie did is going to change. It's going to change the game of the shoe companies. Like, everybody wonder who would Kyrie sign with next? Is it going right. to be Reeboks? Is it going to be Adidas? Is it going to be, you know, who is it going to be? New Balance. New Balance. Who is it going to be? Or will Kanye make a brand? Will Kyrie come out with his own brand? You know what I'm saying? It just depends on, let's not forget, Kyrie went to the University of Duke. Right. It's not like he went to any knockoff school. He went to the University of Duke, a top, top, one of the top law schools in the nation. So it's not like he don't know, know the, uh, know the laws or know what he can and can't do. He's one of the top. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie, uh, he definitely, um, hold on a yeah, Kyrie, uh, he, he can't all that up, probably. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get to where I was trying to be at, uh, I know you were saying that we were trying to figure out, uh, 